The following is a President's Chapel given by Professor Joel Kim. For more information about this lecture or about Westminster Seminary, California, visit us online at wscal.edu or call 888-480-8474, wscal.edu, 888-480-8474. Would you turn with me to Psalm 139, Psalm 139. I'm sure it's been a semester full of changes and challenges for many of you. First year students finishing up your first semester. Last year students now beginning to pray and think about where the Lord is leading you. At this point, we turn to the Lord and hear about who God is and who God is to us. As we hear the psalmist teach us this morning to the choir master, Psalm of David. O Lord, you have searched me and known me. You know when I sit down and when I rise up. You discern my thoughts from afar. You search out my path and my lying down and are acquainted with all my ways. Even before a word is on my tongue, behold, O Lord, you know it altogether. You hem me in behind and before and lay your hand upon me. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me, for it is high. I cannot attain it. Where shall I go from your spirit or where shall I flee from your presence? If I ascend to heaven, you are there. If I make my bed in Sheol, you are there. If I take the wings of the morning and dwell in the uttermost parts of the sea, even there your hand shall lead me and your right hand shall hold me. If I say, surely the darkness shall cover me and the light about me be night, even the darkness is not dark to you. The night is bright as the day, for darkness is as light with you. For you form my inward parts. You knitted me together in my mother's womb. I praise you, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Wonderful are your works. My soul knows it very well. My frame was not hidden from you. When I was being made in secret, intricately woven in the depths of the earth, your eye saw my unformed substance. In your book were written, every one of them, the days that were formed for me, when as yet there were none of them. How precious to me are your thoughts, O God. How vast is the sum of them. If I would count them, they are more than the sand. I awake and I am still with you. O that you would slay the wicked, O God. O men of blood, I depart, uh, depart from me. They speak against you with malicious intent. Your enemies take your name in vain. Do I not hate those who hate you, O Lord? And do I not loathe those who rise up against you? I hate them with complete hatred. I count them my enemies. Search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me and know my thoughts, and see if there be any grievous way in me, and lead me in the way everlasting. So for the reading of his word, let's turn to the Lord in prayer, shall we? Father, many of your sons and daughters are here this morning to hear your word. Many of us are physically tired after a long week of writing and preparing. Many of us wonder about where our future is as we think through pray with prayers where you are leading us. Many of us simply, O oh Lord, carry burdens in life that are much more difficult than we can bear. As your sons and daughters come before you, we ask that through your word you will console us, encourage us, and challenge us, O oh Lord, this life-giving word 
will truly speak to us by your Spirit. For we pray these things in the name of your precious Son, Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. What kind of God do you believe in? An odd question to ask seminarians. Who is your God? And what kind of God do you believe in? Here, the psalmist reminds us of one simple fact about our Father in heaven, that God is simply inescapable. Our God is inescapable. For God is omniscient. God knows all about us. He knows our thoughts. You discern my thoughts from afar, verse 2 says. He knows our actions and our ways. As he says, you know when I sit down and when I rise up. You search out my path and my lying down and are acquainted with all my ways. Verse 3 says, he knows our words and our speech. Even before a word is on my tongue, behold, O Lord, you know it all together. Notice the pattern of you have searched, you discern, you have known, you are acquainted, we are told. His knowledge of us is beyond our human capacity. As he says, such knowledge is too wonderful for me. It is high. I cannot attain it. God knows us well. In fact, he knows us perfectly, even more than we know ourselves. Thus, the song, uh, thus uh, uh, Paul in Romans says simply, Oh, the depth of the riches and wisdom and knowledge of God. How unsearchable are his judgments and how inscrutable his ways, he says. But he knows all things because he is present in all places. We call that God's omnipresence. God knows everything because he is indeed everywhere. Two rhetorical questions are followed by four conditionals here, where the questions are simply, where shall I go from your spirit? Or where shall I flee from your presence? He talks about up and down. Ah, If I ascend to heaven, you are there. If I make my bed in Sheol, you are there. East and west, he speaks of when he says, if I take the wings of the morning and dwell in the uttermost parts of the uh, sea, even there your hand shall lead me and your right hand shall hold me. Even darkness is not darkness to God. As we are told, surely the darkness shall cover me and the light about me be night. However, the psalmist reminds us, even darkness is no darkness to God. He lights that place up. And there is no place we can run to. We call this merism, don't we? Merism is the combination of terms, contrasting ones, that include all that is in between. Where we're talking about the vertical extremes, height or depth, horizontal extremes of east and west, and everything contained in them cannot be hid from God. There is no place where God is not. I remember counseling a young couple after having gone through their premarital counseling, being married. Six months later, we met again to talk through their first six months. My first question was, how is your marriage? And the husband, the first thing he blurted out was, one of the big change in my life is simply, she's always there, he said. She's always there. And that's exactly right and true. You cannot run away from your spouse's but even more so, not from God. Jeremiah says, Am I only a God nearby, declares the Lord, and not a God far away? Can anyone hide in secret places so that I cannot see him, declares the Lord? Do I not fill heaven and earth, declares the Lord? He knows all things because he's everywhere. But this is the kicker, isn't it? God knows everything because he created all things including you and I. These are overly simple things for you and I, I'm sure, in many ways. 
We are told he created my inmost parts, literally kidney. The psalmist further illustrates this by saying that you knitted me, verse 13, wove me together, verse 15. The beautiful statement is, I praise you, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Wonderful are your works. My soul knows it well. Recent news reminds me of the need for me to talk to my daughter often. God gifted us with a beautiful daughter who's now 12. And the reminder to her, and as parents, a reminder to her that she is beautifully and wonderfully made by God. I remember this a little a poem written by a blogger named Matt Walsh where he says, Dear daughter, please believe me that you're beautiful. And he says this, In these times, here in your very early life, you only cry because you're hungry or tired or you want me to hold you. One day, though, your tears will come from a deeper place. And when that day comes, I want you to remember one thing. You are beautiful. Beautiful, a work of art, full of life, exploding with unique, dynamic, vibrant energy. Beautiful, eyes like the morning, a strong and powerful spirit, a face that brims with joy and hope. Beautiful because you are formed by God. Beautiful because he has known you since before you even existed. He has loved you since the beginning of time. Beautiful because you are real. Beautiful because you are. Remember this he wrote to his daughter. A reminder that many of the fathers want to give to their daughters as well. A reminder that our Father in heaven gives to us. He formed you wonderfully and beautifully. Every intricate detail about you is known to our Father in heaven. This leads to one overwhelming uh, conclusion. Our God in heaven is inescapable. Our God is inescapable. The question for us this morning, however, is how do you respond to this presence of God? Even the psalmist admitted that trembling and fear accompany the presence of the Lord when he says in Psalm 114, tremble, O earth, at the presence of the Lord. Now some, perhaps even now, and definitely in the past, have responded with fear and rejection. One possible reaction is simply fear. This despite the fact that God's knowledge and interest in individuals are based upon his love and care. What was meant to explain God's protection, you hem me in, behind and before. God's guidance, your right hand shall hold me. Or God's wisdom and care, fearfully and wonderfully made, are received with fear and rebellion. God is no longer love, but the big brother. Someone who is out to get us. Fear results in rejecting God. They slander God, insult God, they hate God, and they rebel against God. As verse 20 says, they speak against you with malicious intent. Your enemies take your name in vain. Do I not hate those who hate you, O Lord? And do I not loathe those who rise up against you? In rejecting God, they simply live as if. This omniscient and omnipresent God no longer exists. Of course, for many, rejecting God is ultimately not enough. One has to kill God, at least in their mind or in their thoughts. Paul Tillich said at once, people have always tried to kill God. If he keeps impinging on me, then I will get rid of him. I will get rid of him. I'll deny God, reject God, remove God. I will pass laws that outlawed God. The mere fact that God is God and that we are not 
often leads to a response in sin and willful rebellion. And this is one of the reasons why our Savior ended up on the cross. He came too near. He came too close. We needed to get rid of him. Perhaps the reaction of the world and many in unbelief. But our reaction is somewhat different. And we echo the words of the psalmist in repentance and dependence as he says in verse 23, Search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me and know my thoughts and see if there is any grievous way in me and lead me in the way everlasting. In an interesting irony, the psalmist who began the psalm exalting the omniscience of God ends his psalm by asking God to search and know him. Of course, the psalmist knows that God already does. It's not an element of doubt here. But this is a deeply personal cry. He stands before God fully exposed, just as I am, as one of our hymns cry out. It's a cry of repentance. The psalmist knows that no one is able on his own or her own to ascend the hill of the Lord. No one is righteous enough to stand before the judge as he declares in Psalm 143, enter not into judgment with your servant for no one living is righteous before you, we're told. He is imploring and besieging the Lord to show to him, the psalmist, the ways in which he has fallen short. And David knows, David knows, like you and I know, that we have fallen short. We have the richness of repentance, that is David's, already recorded for us in Psalm 32 and 51. It is indeed not only a cry of repentance, but a cry of dependence. This repentance is necessary as the psalmist seeks the Lord's salvation. He asks the Lord to lead him in the way everlasting. This is not a path that one can embark upon on his own. He must be led. He must be shown. This is also not a path that leads to a temporary solution to our sense of remorse and guilt, but a permanent and lasting salvation. To those who stand before God in repentance and dependence, God indeed came closer. God who once appeared veiled before Moses now appeared in full glory in his son, Jesus Christ. He is Emmanuel, God with us, and he now and forevermore lives among his people. On this side of the cross, we understand that the way of everlasting that comes from God has been shown and given to us in Christ. As the gospel writer says, I am the truth, Jesus declares, and I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. No one knows us like Jesus does. He knows our secrets. He knows our pretensions. He knows our weaknesses. We, find, we ourselves find it tough to know our secrets and still hold our heads up. Yet, he still loves us. He loves us through and through. He knows in the midst of our highs and our lows. He knows when we laugh and when we cry. And yet, he still loves us perfectly, without change. No wonder the confident declaration of our Apostle Paul when he says, who shall separate us from the love of Christ? No, in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. 
For I am sure that neither death nor life, nor angels, nor rulers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor powers, nor height, nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord. Indeed, our God is inseparable in Christ Jesus. Paul Tripp wrote a little blog which he titled Sleepless Nights. Perhaps some of you suffer from sleepless nights. I know I do. Not because of papers I need to turn in per se. Just sleepless nights. Perhaps many of you have had a number of sleepless nights because of your grades, because of your papers, because of your future decisions, perhaps loved ones being sick, perhaps your relationships. And the list can go on, on this side of glory. The pain and suffering and weaknesses that we experience. He states, in the midst of trial, we often abandon our theology. And may I dare say, if I can add on to this, in the midst of busyness of final and papers, we often abandon our theology. We forget. But he concludes, you and I can sleep because God is wise, he is loving, and he is powerful. He is in moment by moment control of every detail of our lives, yours and mine. Thus, we are not with rejection, but with confident dependence. We can echo the words of the psalmist when he says in verse 6, such knowledge is wonderful to us that God is inseparable. May the Lord bless you this week and the weeks to come as we head into the Advent season where God came near to us, that indeed his presence will be met with praise and thanks, and that we are able to stay simply. That knowledge is wonderful to me, that our Father in heaven in Christ is with us, always with us, and that we remain secure in his arms. Let's turn to the Lord in prayer, shall we? Father, we echo the words of many of our forefathers in faith when they say that we are not our own, but belong body and soul in life and in death to our faithful Savior, Jesus Christ. We are grateful that we belong to you in Christ Jesus, that you are watchful of us. We respond to our knowledge that you are indeed inseparable from us, that you know all things, that you are with us always, and that you have known all everything about us, not with fear, not with rebellion and rejection, but simply, Lord, with a sigh of relief, with thanks and praise, and with understanding, O oh Lord, that our lives are found in you and you alone because of Christ Jesus our Lord. We surrender ourselves to you, no longer trusting our minds or our hearts, which change and which, which are limited, but simply, Lord, we lay our dependence upon you, for you go before us and you strengthen us and lead us. Lord, even in the days to come, as many of our students here faithfully labor to be equipped to serve you in the churches, loving your people and exalting your name, we pray that you will strengthen them, O oh Lord. Remind them of your presence, Lord. I pray, O oh Lord, that their bodies, as their, their minds, Lord, will be able to see you, Lord, rejoicing you, and find their strength in you. For we pray these things in your Son's name.
Amen. Copyright 2017, Westminster Seminary, California. All rights reserved. You are permitted to reproduce and distribute this material in any format, provided that you do not alter the wording in any way and that you do not charge a fee beyond the cost of reproduction. For web posting, a link to this document on our website is preferred.